0: Jen. I'm the witch. Hi, I'm Vic. I'm the skeptic. Welcome to my roommate's witch after Thanksgiving edition. We'll just roll with it. Uh,
1: (laughs) So Vic, you have some housekeeping for our lovely (sighs) listeners.
0: Yes. Well, let me tell you. We have an Instagram. (gasps) I made it when I was in Canada. Shout out to Canada. Um... (laughs) I don't know if we have any Canadian listeners, but if you do, tell us on Instagram. Tell us, yes, yes. Um, we don't have a Twitter, so this is the only way to get in contact with us. My roommate's a witch. There's no apostrophe, no space, but I'm sure you could search for it with spaces and it would come up. So that's that. We're also thinking maybe we'll do a, a poll, maybe, about what to call our dear, dear listeners. I voted for witchcateers, like musketeers, but Jen never responded, so with <laughs> Thoughts?
1: I mean, we could do tears, we could do um, Witchykins. Uh, there's a ton of different options, but uh, let us know what you think in, the, in our Instagram. We'll make a post. Um, I'm also going to be posting some witchy travel tips this upcoming week, because um, I know we're heading into the holiday season. Um, so I've got some good tips for you to get traveling with your witchy supplies.
0: Okay, yeah. We also, in the future, possibly want to do a question episode where, like, We just answer questions, so that would also be, like, on Instagram. So, really, just, um, this is a plug to follow us on Instagram. Um, now, the other thing I would like to talk about is, after our astrology episode, I went onto Cafe Astrology, and I put in all my little information, and it told me that I'm a Libra. And I was like, excuse me? Jen, I blame you. (laughs) Me? Um... I think you
1: are in, like, the hour where it changes um, from Virgo to Libra. And so, like, I, I also did Ashley's chart. And different websites tell her she's a Virgo or a Libra all the time.
0: Ashley so, is the friend that has, like, the same almost exact birthday as me. Yeah. So, I mean, take it what you will. Okay. Well, I, I'm a little shook by it, but okay. Um, also, I would like to say... After we did this astrology episode, as you may or may not know, Mercury went into retrograde. Okay? And I was never a person who believed in Mercury in retrograde affecting anything. Okay? I was always just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Mercury, what does retrograde mean? It's leaving. What does it mean, actually? (laughs) It's just going backwards. (laughs) Instead of forwards? What do you mean it's going backwards?
1: It The planet appears to be going, like, in a different direction. Oh, but
0: it's not actually,
1: okay? I was like, what? I was like,
0: the world's ending as
1: we know it. No. Uh, ugh, this year has been... There's just so many... Over the summer, at one point, there were six planets in retrograde. And my life just fucking fell apart. I mean,
0: ugh. Well, let me tell you all the things that happened to me since Mercury's been in retrograde that have made me maybe believe it to be true. So, I mean, not obviously it is true, but to believe that it has had an effect on me. Number one, the first day it went into retrograde, okay? I got into a huge text miscommunication with someone, and it wasn't with you, actually. We get into miscommunications all the time. It was with a colleague from college, no um and it was just a terrible situation like I just felt like I was trying to make a joke over text and it did not go over well um next my friend got fired third I'm pretty sure I saw someone on the train have a situation and then it was very distressful distressful it was very distressing because the person that she was with was, like, calling for help. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to make sure someone's calling 911. Um, so that, like, and then I was like, okay, well, I got to put some good back into the world. So I helped a mother take her stroller down the subway steps. Because I was like, got to even it out a little bit. <laughs> then I accidentally text. The list goes on and on, Jen. Mm-hmm. Then I accidentally texted someone a text that was about them.
1: That is so 2008.
0: Ugh. 2000 and late, am I right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean,
1: Mercury being in retrograde is... sucks. Um, There's.
0: I do have one more. Go on. Two days ago, I got scammed by a fake taxi in New York City. (laughs) I've lived here five years, okay? And here's the thing. I got into the taxi, and almost immediately, I was like, this is a bad situation. Now, it wasn't a bad situation in the sense that, like the guy who was driving was doing anything weird or, like, being sketchy in any way. Like, he did just want to take me to where I was telling him to go. But he did not have, like, registration displayed. His driver's license was not displayed. And then he took me to an ATM. And then I was like, you take credit card, right? Because all taxis in New York City have to take credit cards. And he was like, no. And I was like, I don't have cash. And so he took me to an ATM to get cash when I go to get back in the car, I see he does not have the thing on top of his car. So I'm like, okay, this is straight up not a taxi. Like, this is just some dude trying to scam me. But I have my cat in my large suitcase, so I wasn't going to be like... <sighs> it was a stressful situation. Um, so he overcharged me, but at least I made it home. And that's really all he wanted, I think, was just money. Well, I mean, this is actually
1: like a great little segue. Um, cause, so today we're talking about beginner witch kits witchcraft kits beginner witchcraft kits um and I think like mercury being in retrograde is like a very good time to amp up any sort of protection work protection crystals protection spells anything that you are doing to protect yourself um and do things that will aid in giving you like clarity <laughs> and peace of mind and communications um but that is really scary uh I'm glad you are all right
0: yeah and then my sister I was talking to her about it and she was like well thank god you're alive and I was like yeah I get it okay I could have died and she said this is why no one talks to you
1: oh <laughs> my I god blow
0: everything out of proportion. it's true <laughs> typical Virgo Libra <cusp. laughs>
1: remember when this podcast got started because you were like the house
0: reeks of marijuana
1: (laughs) that's her blowing it out of proportion
0: anyway so back to jen and your witch kit for travel time what do you want me to say
1: i mean are you even interested in this topic at all
0: (laughs) keeping all of this in (laughs) yeah let me let me have it
1: sure well, so we, a few weeks ago, we, re- we tried to record this, like, origin story podcast for you all, which, like,
0: <laughs> that broke down real quick for Jen.
1: <laughs> and for you. Why are there bird feathers everywhere, and is this your fault? No, I don't use animal products in my rituals.
0: Yesterday I got out of the shower and one was stuck on me.
1: That's actually very interesting, and I'm going to have to do some spiritual investigation <laughs> of the apartment. Okay. Um, So I got started in witchcraft because there was a um, very strong negative entity in my house growing up. Um, We'll do a whole podcast on it.
0: Like a ghost? Yeah, I think it was actually more of a poltergeist. Shut up. Oh my god, like peeves in Harry Potter. I thought you read the
1: books. I I read them when I was eight.
0: He's only in the books. He's not even in the movies.
1: Okay. Well, I'll do some research on that and think about it later. At this point, I'm like 16. I was like, how am I going to get rid of this negative entity? What am I going to do? And so if you Google how to get rid of a ghost in your house, um, the first thing that pops up is it tells you to buy some sage. And so I started researching um, and I was like, Uh, A lot of the websites I looked at were really good websites, actually. And they were like, hey, when you sage, you're kind of opening up like a spiritual channel. Um, So you probably should not do that without like a protective force or like a protective crystal. So I went to like there's one spiritual shop in all of Richmond, Virginia, Um, and I went there and I picked out some crystals and sage, um, and I didn't know much about what I was doing, but, um, I just followed my instinct and my intuition and that's sort of where it all got started for me. So I got started off with some crystals and some sage, and then obviously, like, if you now own eight crystals and a sage bundle, um, you have to have somewhere to put them. So I went to, um, a local thrift store, And I eventually found, like, a cigar box that I liked. Um, And for about two years, like, that was my, like, very first witch kit. Um, And I think what's important about that is, like, um, the first thing you're going to want to assemble when you're starting out anything to do with, like, witchcraft, in my opinion, is things for cleansing and things for protecting. So you can cleanse crystals in a variety of ways. You can do salt. You can do water. You can do candlelight you can do there's just so many different ways that you can um cleanse crystals um and i think crystals are also a great place to start um especially amethyst and um after you have like a good amount of amethyst to build up sort of the protective bubble around you um then going for crystals that you feel personally drawn to and that you liked um But I think, like, that's, so I think that's, like, one of the best places to start. Then you can just sort of expand from there. Um, Now, depending on, like, what kind of uh, witchcraft you're intending to practice, it's going to dictate, like, what you quote-unquote need. So I'm uh, an an eclectic witch, a garden witch, a kitchen witch, um, but I'm not Wicca. Setting up a Wiccan altar has more specific Um, things that are like technically required so they cast a circle before doing spell work they put in representations of uh earth wind fire and water um as well as uh which correlate with like north south east and west um and so obviously if you're following like a very specific um tradition then you're um Route to set up um, a witch kit or a altar space is going to be different.
0: What do you mean you're an eclectic witch? Um, yeah. So I think because I, I thought you were only a kitchen witch. No. <laughs> um. So
1: like I said, I think in the first episode, like I'm a non-denominational witch. So like I do witchcraft, um, because it's right for me. But I don't know. I haven't decided what that says about a higher deity or a higher being or anything um so i take so for my like personal my personal witchcraft journey started with some sage and some crystals um some people's witchcraft journey might start with like a spell book or a tarot deck you know what i mean um and so i think like i don't follow a specific like i'm not wicca or druid or Celt. you know what i mean i don't follow like a specific doctrine i sort of Go with my gut and what feels right for me and my spirituality. Um, So I think like the best place to start with like your witch kit is following your intuition as to like what you need. My witch kit sort of grew as I needed things. So I wanted to learn how to read um, tarot cards.
0: Well, I thought you were going to say runes. I was going to be like, how am I I going to? I do want to learn how to read runes. I'm
1: just I just don't have time for it yet. Um, So like I got my first tarot deck when I wanted to start reading that. And then um, the things that I sort of needed, it's actually kind of a crazy story because um, so I had decided that I like really wanted to start practicing magic. Um, And to do that, um, you kind of need some stuff like you need a like uh, I wanted to incorporate candles and a cauldron and a spoon. You know what I mean? There are things that you need to like practically mix herbs. Um, And so I went to one thrift store in Virginia And I found a tiny, a mini cauldron. I found, um, a set of like silver spoons and I found two beautiful candlestick like holders, um, which have had a star and a moon on them. And I was like, what the fuck? My witch kit found me. Um, and I was and so I think, like, there's kind of a misconception that witchcraft is really expensive. Um, and certainly if you, like, go to, like, a traditional, like, store or a lot of places online, we'll try and, like, upcharge you. But I think my entire, like, witch kit was assembled for definitely under $200. And I have wit- – I mean, yeah.
0: I made a face.
1: Yeah. I mean, which sounds like a lot, but I did it over the course of, like, five years, and, like, I don't think you need everything that I have to get started.
0: Well, so you do use a cauldron. Yeah,
1: so cauldrons are really great to, um, sort of literally mix things in.
0: Now, what is yours made out of again? Not pewter?
1: Um, yeah, mine's made out of copper, actually.
0: So, um, like,
1: phase. so I started with just my crystals and my sage, then I got my tarot cards, and then, um, I decided that I wanted to start making charm pouches. So I did... a harvest of herbs from my backyard I packed 12 mason jars full of herbs from my backyard in Virginia and flew them to New York um they were very heavy and then
0: why do you have so many herbs in your backyard or as I like to say herbs
1: I don't want to do this podcast anymore um (laughs) Why? Oh, I'm, I don't mean like, well, yes, we have like, we just have herbs that grow, but also like taking some bark from a tree. Um, it, I think it's important to note, like, if you're going to take things from wildlife, you should offer the facilitating plant uh, offering. So I always like go out, I like, cons- I have a little, I touch the plant, I pour, give the plant some water. And then I, like, take some leaves for whatever my purposes are. And then I dry them out. Um, Yeah, but so herbs are a great place to start if you feel drawn to that. Um, You can make charm pouches. Charm pouches are super easy to make. You just need some, a needle, some thread, some fabric, um, and a place to mix it. Um, So I, for me, that was my little, my little cauldron. um, And I got a set of, like, spoons. Um, So that's... That's pretty simple to do. Um, I just picked up, I wanted all metal scissors. And if you literally go to Walmart, you can get a pair of like small sewing scissors for two or three dollars. Like I said, witchcraft really doesn't have to be expensive. I think that's like definitely a misconception. Um, Another great place to start is like with essential oils. You can diffuse essential oils during your witch practice. You can put them into your spell work or your charm work. Um, another great place to start is candles so you can carve um, words or symbols into the candles that have meaning to you um, and use them
0: that is crazy to me I've never thought about that before like carving a candle
1: yeah um so you can uh make we'll do what we'll, we should do a whole like different episode on like Sagals but um are like representative symbolic drawings and so you can make those and carve them into your candles there's like a lot of different ways um to go about it um but I think the place to start is definitely uh what is meaningful to you um there's you can also go on Etsy and just like pick up a pre-made witch kit but I think it's kind of more fun to make your own and like figure out what's important
0: like a DIY.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so what's really cool about my life now? So I am in like the broom closet is what they call it. So like I my family doesn't know that I'm a witch. So what's really cool about my life now is that like um I do have like a formal altar space just on top of my dresser. Um I leave my witchcraft supplies out and about. Um and so any time that I want to go practice magic, I can. Um but I know how hard it is to, like, not be able to do that. And so something that I found really useful was, like, my, you know, my starter witch kit, I kept it in a cigar box.
0: What if your parents see the cigar box and they're, like, Oh, you smoking cigars? I keep um, it all in, like, a reusable
1: cloth tote bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> my parents would be more disturbed that I was doing witchcraft than if I was actively <laughs> smoking cigars. Um, but it's, I think it's nice to have, like, a little... First of all, I think it behooves you to make it so that your altar can be packed up um, because we are young and we do move around sometimes. Um, And when I started assembling like my larger witch kit, um, I actually found Michael's, the craft store, had this beautiful, beautiful box on sale for like 10 bucks. And I got it and I was like, this is perfect. So I do think like what you need will find you um, when you need it. Um, You can also check out, like, Whole Foods sells bulk herbs, which you can easily... Bulk dried herbs, which you can easily use for, like, spells and whatever whatever you need. I think what's great about, like, having your kit evolve with you is, like, my starter witch kit is now my travel witch kit. So, like, I know, like, what is absolutely essential for me if I just need to pack up
0: something quick. Okay, so what's in your travel witch kit?
1: Yeah, so I... I like to travel with all of my crystals. I keep them wrapped in a silk scarf that I made with my grandma. Um, and I have like a little um, like small plate that's about the size of a plum. Um, so that way when I burn my sage, I have somewhere to set it down on while it's smoldering. Why? Yeah, it's ceramic. So like obviously you don't want to set something that's literally on fire <laughs> onto wood or something like that.
0: Well, why are you? Traveling with a sage plate. Are you just going to places and saging them? Well, I mean, I never know when the inclination
1: will strike me to do a little magic. So I just always keep some sage, some crystals. I, I take my uh, tarot cards with me and I bring two candles. Two little tea light candles. Which I also get at Walmart for so cheap. It's great. Yeah. Why Why do I travel with my witch kit? Um, Because I... Like, especially when I'm traveling, if I'm, like, in a new natural location, I, like, I feel really connected with, like, my spirituality, like, the closer to nature I get. So it's nice to be able to do, like, instant insight with my cards or – I think, like, also when you travel, it's often for vacation, and so it's always nice to be able to do, like – you know, as you're like cleansing yourself of your stress, you can also cleanse yourself with some sage.
0: I could not tell you why, but right now what you just said about like being close to nature or whatever reminds me, I was reading a post about like people who'd gotten matching tattoos or like t- tattoos together. And this woman like posted a picture of her tattoo with her husband and it was like, she had one line on her arm and her husband had two. And the post was like, I got this tattoo with my husband at a time when we were feeling particularly close to God in our relationship. Maybe I'll cut all this out. No, oh, I'm interested. <laughs> um, and I just thought that was really interesting to me. That a relationship could be so close, not only with someone else, but like your together relationship is so close with like, another entity that you believe in blows my mind (laughs) yeah I mean I think connection is different for everyone I saw that night truly I wasn't like couple hashtag couple goals or whatever but I was like whoa like that wow like good for you yeah I mean people I don't know why I brought this up
1: (laughs) people experience spirituality in like so many different ways and like I think I've always felt like if we want to talk about like where my, I was like, I was always making potions when I was little, um, running around like barefoot outside, uh, like harvesting and creating and like, um, making things. Um, and so I think like for me and my witchcraft, like so much of it is centered around like the, I don't want to say like the art of production cause that makes it sound like a chore, but like getting your hands dirty and, like, going outside and, like, making something is something that I feel really connected
0: to. My friend Halia and I used to make mud pies when we were, like, four or five in the backyard. That was fun. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it was fun when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would do, I made, like, little clay pottery. I would do, um, my friends and I, I would make, uh, like, herbal remedies for my friends, like, um, but so I think, like, following, you know, something that Uh, one of my favorite books talks about is like the act of remembering. Like what are these things that you were drawn to when you were young? Because usually children are more in touch with the spiritual realm. So like what are the things that you did before society told you like you shouldn't or um, that you should be doing something else instead? Like Uh, I think at my very fundamental level, I was outside getting my hands dirty, making things to help people. Um, And I think that's like the fundamental, the fundamental portion of my like witchcraft. Um, And so I think thinking back to like, well, what brought you joy? What brought you fulfillment? What did you do can be really beneficial in figuring out where to start with your witchcraft. So were you a kid that collected a ton of rocks Maybe the place for you to start then is Crystal. Were you a kid that was always, like, playing with fire? Maybe (laughs) candles would be a healthy outlet. Um, Whatever. So, like, what brought you joy? Like, were you a kid who loved to go, like, play in the dirt and get, like, really muddy? Um, You know, you can start feeling out, like what elements that you want to bring into, like, your practical witchcraft practice, like, I recently rediscovered the joy of, like, painting, so, um, and I made a spell jar, um, and in that spell jar, I put, like, some green paint, um, and I, that brought me a lot of joy and a lot of satisfaction, so I think, like, your beginner witch kit, obviously, grab yourself some shit for protection, grab yourself some shit to cleanse, um, but, I think those are the two like most important things and then beyond that I think it's about figuring out what's like special and what's important to you and what holds value. Um and there's there's no shame in like just going to a witch store and buying everything new. There's no shame in, you know, taking time to like thrift everything that you want and there's no shame in doing a hybrid of the two. Um I think it's about what you want from your like journey and your practice. I think that's like the most important thing. And obviously, of course, if you're going to follow something like that's specific, as specific as like Wicca, then obviously fulfilling like those requirements is also important. So that's so that would be my like recommendation. I think it's helpful like when you're getting started out to also to have, you know, a especially if you're trying to keep it from people like uh having like a special box to put it away in. Um I think that is really helpful. And I think it's always helpful to have a kit that can travel, you know, because you never know when you'll need to be moving your witch stuff around.
0: Like me and my makeup bag.
1: Just like that. (laughs) The exact same thing. Um,
0: The amount that Jen just rolled her eyes.
1: Yeah. Oh, also like a notebook to keep track of your findings and what works for you. There's like a grimoire and then there's like a book of shadows and a book of shadows is like your personal, almost like a witch diary where you're going to like record your spells and like your witchy findings. And then like a grimoire would be like a standard spell book that um, you can like purchase. There's a ton of different um, spell books if you're looking for specific spells. But getting started, you know, follow your gut, follow your intuition, read a lot of books, follow the yellow book road. Hey man, that's a whole film about a witch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The most famous witch of the 20th century. I would argue, yeah. Yeah.
1: So do you have any questions for me about a beginner witch kit?
0: No, I really don't. While we were having that conversation, I really wanted to go back to this whole signing your name in the devil's book (laughs) thing. But I think that's not a worthy topic for this.
1: You don't have to sign your name in the devil's book to become a witch. I don't even believe in the devil. So most witches don't. Interesting. Satan is a Christian entity.
0: I just, I do think it's interesting. And I, yes. And I also think it's interesting what you said about how, like, why would, like, witchcraft is supposed to be all, like, empowering women. And so now it's been, I don't know. Well, my question I guess would be like why is that a trope that became known? That witchcraft is answer. that witchcraft is about empowering women or No, 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 sorry. That um that you like sign your name in the devil's book. Um I mean, I do and Honestly, it could just be like pop culture.
1: Yeah, but like I think all of our pop culture has like patriarchal stemmings, right? Um I think the quick it, So in a society that identifies predominantly as Christian, the quickest way to get people to be opposed to something is to put them in cahoots with the devil. (laughs) Um (laughs) and so if you're like I just
0: like that you use the word cahoots.
1: Cahoots with the devil. And so I think like the trope of like, oh, oh, for a woman to reclaim her power, she has to like go against God.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I think that's a pretty effective way to get people to like not be interested in it, which contributes to the disempowerment of women. Well Uh I'm also a radical feminist, if you can't tell. I think they could tell. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we're going to do a little Q&A eventually. So if you have questions about your beginner witch kit, or if you want more beginner witch kit tips, or beginner witch tips in general, leave us your comments on our Instagram page. And keep an eye out for witchy travel tips, which we'll be posting like one a day for the next week.
0: I'm Jen, and I'm Vic, and And that's that's the the spook. I hate it already.